1: Hey, it's Melissa Rivers, and welcome to Group Text. Stay tuned for a new episode. Welcome to Group Text. Sabrina and I are super excited. I know I always say that, but I mean it this time. And I wore Uh, my slip today, so I'm super excited. Yes, yes. She won't know what that means. She won't know. I I don't know. You know what? Stop it already. We are welcoming to continue our conversation about the state of comedy, Dion Cole. Hi.
2: Hello, beautiful. How are you?
1: Well, it's better now that you just called me that.
2: Yes. How's everybody?
1: Good. How are you doing?
2: Uh, I can't complain. You know, just trying to stay at everybody's way, man. That's it, man.
1: It's all you can do. Okay. We've been talking a lot about comedy lately, and I've sort of been spending some time thinking mm-hmm. and uh, also speaking to a lot of different people in the comedy business. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom's passing was this past September. Mm-hmm. And everyone's always asking me, what would Joan say? You know, we, Sabrina and I always joke, WWJS. What would Joan say? I actually have a necklace that says that. Um, oh, which really freaks people out. <laughs> <laughs> And about sort of the state of the world and the state of comedy and that we're not allowed to laugh anymore. And when I was, I was looking stuff up about you, you have had two Emmy nominations as a writer, mm-hmm. two NAACP, and two SAG Awards as an actor, mm-hmm. and you have a stand-up special on Netflix. What are you? What do you consider yourself first and foremost?
2: Man, um... Uh... I consider myself a comedian. First. I need to do that. Yes, before anything. I learned that from Chris Rock. Chris Rock said, you are a comic before you're anything else. Before you're black, before you're an American, before you're a father, because that dictates how you become those things. If you consider yourself a comic first, which also makes you different and makes you think differently about how you raise your kids and how you deal with subjects and how you deal in your everyday
1: and really I have no idea what that's like yeah
2: <laughs> when I started doing it though it just started changing up I was just like man like like it it did like I just felt like a comic with everything and I don't know it just it just feels better but that's what that's what I consider myself man I'm like yeah that's what it is you know
1: and when that sort of also P- tip over into being a writer
2: yeah absolutely i mean you start with you start with the basis with everything you're 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 a comedian and then you become like a writer or some people are writers first and then become comedians but uh it's still in a, in a comic world or whatever but yeah i mean me being a comic everything else has happened because of that so right. i embrace that i remember back in like the the '90s and '80s and stuff, when comedians used to like make it and do movies and stuff, they'll be like, "I'm done with comedy." Like, <laughs> <be> you <Yeah>. like, <laughs> oh, know, yeah. no.
1: My, by the way, my mom loved stand-up till the day she died because, and
2: that's why she was amazing. Yeah. Like, she's the greatest because she stayed doing stand-up regardless, and that's how you do it. You know what I mean? Like, you you never give up on what got you there.
1: But also it's a, it's, you know, we should always talk about it. it's a conversation with the audience.
2: Absolutely.
1: And I think that's why a lot of comedians are struggling right now because you can't have that conversation with absolutely. the audience and that sort of weird comic thing that y'all do. And I say that with all love in my heart <laughs> becomes very tense and, and yeah. you don't have that outlet of the conversation. Are you finding that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, It's sex, man. That's what It It
1: does.
2: It's sex. And right now, we're just masturbating right now.
0: (laughs) Well, listen, can we think about finding you at a drive-in near you? You know, like, are you gonna do stand up on that way? What was happening?
2: I'm not going to say no to that, but right now, I'm just like, I I'm just I'm I'm trying to not. (laughs) Masturbate, <laughs> I'm, try- I'm trying to just, I'm trying to hold it out and just go, okay, I'm going to just stop our material and wait it out until it's like semi-right or almost right, but doing a room half full, half space style, everybody with mask on, you can't see if they're smiling, if they're laughing or not, you're far away, you're waiting on people, like it's, I, it just seems like it's a mess. Even though people said they've been doing, having great shows and stuff, I just, I'm, I'm my timing is different.
1: You know? But also, I mean, and it's true, being a performer, you wait for, it's like my mom said, you know, you wait for that reaction. You wait yeah. you, where you are, and it's a different energy.
2: Yeah, it is. It's a, it's a way different energy. And like I said, I'm kind of slow paced. and I'm more of an observant type of comic. So pace is everything to me. And I think that if I don't have it, then I'm not going to be able to deliver right. And I think I'm going to spend more time talking about how I'm not delivering right than dealing with the jokes at hand. You know what I mean? So it's, it's something that I keep visualizing. A friend asked my friend Damon, hit me today and was like, hey, man, you want to do a show? And I was like, man, I haven't been on stage since February. I was like, I don't need, I don't, I'm going to, I'm going to need a month. Of just prepping, and, and 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 before I even hit a stage, because I'm I'm lost right now, and, and I'm almost afraid,
0: like a little bit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, Joan
0: tried her, did her material every week mm-hmm. in New York before yeah. she actually went out and like did an actual tour date. And so we were like, what would that all mean to her right now? Because she wouldn't be able to do that.
1: She worked in a little club in New York, as, uh, by the way, which a lot of comedians do. And people are like, oh, my God, I was at so-and-so. And and Chris Rock jumped on the stage because people don't understand that to get the material that you see in the specials or at the big tour dates, you got a lot of working out to do.
2: Got a lot of working out to do. A lot. (laughs) I mean, people, people look at the specials and everything and they go, man, that's so amazing. But they, they have no idea of all the all the lonely nights driving home with no radio on because <laughs> you did a set and nothing
1: worked. And nothing worked and you're like none, and it it takes and it takes A year, if not slightly more, to get an hour special. A strong material. Now, one of the
0: things that Joan would do is she would record and make sure that she played back so she could see what was strong. Absolutely. You know, like, what was the audience reaction? I mean, so we have tons of audio for basically all of Joan's performances.
2: Uh, Yeah, that's exactly what I do. Absolutely. Like, I, I, I record all of my material and then I, man, I, I uh, look at it and, and see how I can do differently. And that's what's gonna happen when I get back on the road. Uh, I do audio and I do video. And sometimes I do either or, but that's what I'm gonna have to do. I'm gonna have to go back, I'm gonna have to look at or listen to the material that I did in February and try to memorize it again and try yeah. to get it on, on top of all the material that I've written since the pandemic, that I haven't even tried out.
1: Right. Well, and like, that's what yeah. I want to ask you about because I feel like, um, and some people have argued with me, um, mm. and and have been had like Bob Saget had a much more optimistic view of the world and the state of comedy than I did, mm. um, and that's why I love Bob is he he he's very positive, unlike me who's like. <laughs> Half under the desk and the sky is falling every day. Right. I feel like we're not allowed to laugh anymore. We are. We can laugh with our friends. We can laugh in small groups, but we're not allowed to laugh. And if we laugh, it better not be at anything edgy.
2: Yes, absolutely. We are. Mm. And this was going on before the pandemic. Right.
1: The whole that, cancel culture, crazy. Oh, whole, oh
2: my god, they are man. I, I don't, I don't get it. I'm so removed from this world that, like, I'm I'm lost when it comes to things, man. Like because that isn't how I grew up. I mean, a comedy club was a, like a sanctuary where you can talk about what's on your mind. Like it was like that's where it is. And depending on the comic. You pick whatever comic that you'd like to go see because that comic spoke to you in a way that you got his material. You got what he does. Now, for people to come see that comic and then cancel out the comic that they came to see, it's kind of crazy to me. It's almost like people that don't like you that follow you online. Like, it's like, why are you even online? Age, if you don't like me, like, I don't, I don't This that whole generation is like mind boggling to me, you know, but here we are and what do you do? So you have to be more, you have to write even more, you have to put more thought into it. You gotta make sure nobody's feelings are being hurt. You gotta make sure that you're saying the right words and you gotta, and sometimes when I do that, the joke ain't even funny no more. Well, I
1: was going to say, and it stifles creativity.
2: <laughs> yeah. I just, and then I throw the joke away. Right. And I'll be like, you know what, um, it's, it's, I'm, 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 I'm thinking too much. I'm doing too much and it ain't even funny. You're
0: second-guessing yes. yourself.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You second-guess yourself instead of just letting it be what it is because... I mean, if you don't like something, then you just don't like it. You don't have to cancel the person because they said something you don't like. If you don't like Twix,
1: Don't, don't eat Twix.
2: Them. <laughs> right? do right? yeah. yeah.
1: You know, it's the old Red Vine Twizzler argument
2: exactly like if you don't like it don't buy it like i don't know why you have to write a letter to twizzler and tell them how much you hate the corn syrup that they use the <laughs> that they make.
1: yeah why and I mean, that red vines like, are better because yeah, red vines, you know, and, vines because red vines when you go to the movies you can stick them in your drink yeah, and you use can. it as a straw <laughs>
2: You can't drink it out of them, right? That you can't
1: do that with a with a. And I like, but Twizzlers have a time and place, as far as I'm concerned. There it I'm, is. A, I'm a both. I got a foot go in right. both camps. But you didn't write them, did you? Nope, so. nope, nope, nope. <laughs> no. You know, my mother, like like so many comics, really walked a, an a a, a, a tightrope. Yeah. You know, and most comics do know where the line is, mm. and will, as my mother would often do, say oops, went too far, but she'll still leave the line in and follow it up with that. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, l- laughter is such a great equalizer as well as a great healer. I mean, my mom, my mom used to make Holocaust jokes. <laughs> you know, my father had no family because of the Holocaust. I am a, I am like one of like six living relatives because of the Holocaust. And my mom, she used to take a lot of, lot. she had a great Heidi Klum joke that she got in a lot of trouble for about the Holocaust. I, I mean, I'm not probably remembering it correctly, but it was something along the lines, she's the, ho- she's the hottest person in Germany next to the ones in the next, standing by the ovens. It was something like that. Okay. And I mean, Sabrina, remember that? I she do. She got so <laughs> much shit, but it's funny. It's so, it's so funny. It's so funny. Mm-hmm. That would have been one
2: of those I threw away. I,
1: would've, I would've she, well, she
2: well, would
0: have. Well, look, Joan but was. That's one, the beauty of Joan. She girl. was one Is of that- the first ones to do comedy after 9 11. You know, she did that whole thing about Mrs. Schwartz, Harry died. <laughs> and then, you know, she gets to
1: check Mrs. Schwartz, Harry's alive now. Ah, I won't leave my penthouse. You can't make me leave my penthouse. Well, Sabrina, that's like one of our all-time favorites. <laughs> you can't make me leave my you penthouse. You can't make used to be me Because like, she used to be like, <laughs> not everyone of all the people that died, they weren't all happily married. There were some that weren't so happy. <laughs> and then she would say, she would say,
0: is it too soon?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. oh. Yes, yo. And, But and, but at that time, even though that was edgy, still for that time, she still she just and that was the thing that she put in everybody. She was just fearless. But you, a you lot get... of people tried to be fearless and messed, really messed up. You know, one
1: of, <laughs> one of one of my favorite things was uh, Chris Rock talking about right after they opened the Freedom Tower about trying to get corporate sponsorship for it, you know, because they, so they put the name or the logo and he had a whole thing about that they shouldn't go to Target. <laughs> because, And it was on Saturday Night Live and you literally heard the room go, uh. I <laughs> fell out of bed.
0: But we're a different brand of people, Melissa. We, yeah, you and I are different. Why,
1: why? Then I guess this brings me to my question. It's like suddenly everything is off limits. You know, Everything is off limits. And the only person in the world that can say anything even remotely con- controversial and get away with it. It's like he is so far above everybody that he just gets a pass. One of my favorites, Dave Chappelle.
2: And he, I think he's 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 set, he stuck with his guns and he did it regardless of who said what. And he kept doing it, just like his last special. People was calling it garbage and saying he was rude and he was this and he was that. And they put it all in newspapers and articles and all of that. And he still won an Emmy. It's like, like at the while, wow, somebody has to break the mold. And that's what he's doing. He's going, this is stand-up, deal with it, or don't. And that's just what it is. And 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 we all are trying to take a page out of his book. Slowly but surely, we are doing that. And we're going, hey, this is our world. If you don't want to be here, don't be here. But this is what we're gonna talk about. Mm-hmm. Right. Amen. I, I, mean, I mean, man, you gotta give it up to that brother for knocking the hinges off and still doing him.
1: By the way, Absolutely I I I know. You know, my mother watched some of the Chappelle show. She saw some of his stand-up. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. The one she actually thought was the most brilliant was is uh, Chris Rock, which is a whole separate thing from, yeah. she found it, I mean, from day one. Yeah. I think, you know, she was a Chappelle fan. She never saw his last couple stand-ups. Right. But I think he's starting to establish himself um, in the groundbreaking sort of milieu where you're going to be using names like Lenny Bruce, Richard Pryor, Joan uh-huh. Rivers, these people, Absolutely. and I mean Lenny Bruce, would be arrested all the time Absolutely. for going so far out there. Is do you think anyone else anytime soon will be able to get away with it, or will it be they, or will they be slapped down?
2: I think everybody will, as long as Dave keeps doing what he's doing, it's gonna open the door. Because people are gonna look at it like, man, if he can do it, I can do it. I feel that way. I feel like that too. Like I, 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 I haven't been as as cautious as I would have been because of his specials. You know, I look at his special, like his last special. I was like, man. Pshh. I'm about to, i'm about to i'm about to be honest with what i gotta say like i like i, I can do that you know you, it's still gonna be thought into it but i don't have to think as much as i was thinking we're to the point where I was throwing away amazing jokes so so it it's it's going to inspire so many other people and i and I think it has you know and i think you know, unfortunately the pandemic hit after, you know, everybody's special hit. So you really couldn't see the impact of how his special did to people. You know what I mean? As far as like writing material and what people had to say after that. But uh, yeah, it's gonna be plenty of people that's gonna come up and I'm gonna be one of them.
1: What I think, well, something you just said really just sort of in, uh, enlightened me when I, I thought about it, Cause I always think about it as comedy being based in honesty. Yes. And honest experiences. The question is, is, you know, people don't want to be honest. People don't want to look in the mirror. People don't want to, you know, we all know the world is upside down and on fire. And, you know, and I'm come from, you know, I, so I, to put in context, my mother had passed away and I was by myself in the room. Everyone had left and given me a moment. I've told this story before. Mm -hmm. And, I'm standing there and I'm crying and I'm just alone or I think I'm alone. And I start to laugh. And all of a sudden I realized that one of the nurses was still in the room with me and you could see she was just horrified. And she's like, are you okay? I said, yes. I'm just thinking about the fact that my dad is having a really bad day. (laughs) She's here. What? (laughs) He's no longer resting in peace. Shit, she's here. I've had almost 30 years of quiet. <laughs> I've read some books. <laughs> and that's how my family deals with pain. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. that's, that's, you know, I admit I am not a well human. I admit so funny, I'm very maladjusted, <laughs> but that's my coping skill.
2: That's funny. I man. think
1: people are not ready to look at themselves.
2: I just had a conversation last night and I was sitting, I was telling a friend, I was like, I don't think people want truth anymore. No. Like, they, they don't. It's, it's better to not have truth than to have truth because truth comes with pain. And it comes with change. Sure, and that's what people don't want. Mm-hmm. People are used to what they're used to, and they want it. Mm-hmm. How about if you liked? How about if you like Ben and Jerry ice cream? And let's be specific: a uh, 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 peanut, um, um, pecan. You like pecan ice cream? And I tell you, you shouldn't eat that because it causes cancer. So you'll be like this. Ugh. I don't wanna hear that shit. (laughs) Right. You you will want your ice cream. Like you would be, you would be furious with me because I told you that. Even though I'm telling you something for your good, you don't want to hear that shit. Mm -hmm. And a lot and a lot of people are like that. It's like they don't want to hear the truth. Like they want to, like that whole thing, like even with our president, he's putting it in people where fake news and it's like Ugh. how can how can how can all news be fake news? Like it's either it's either it's all fake or it's not. You can't pick and choose whatever they say good about you. That's 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 positive news.
1: Have you but been then, living have you been living in our country the last four years? <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's
1: crazy. it's, crazy. it's all
2: people. He puts right. in the people that that truth doesn't matter. And they looking at him, He, as long as he lies, people go fine. Like, it's, it's, man, and if you tell the truth nowadays about something, you can be, you can be fired, kicked out, and all of that. That goes, like, even with women who, like, with the whole, the whole like, R. Kelly thing. Can you imagine the first woman who said something happened to her? People was like, get out of here, and, and fired her, and all of that. And then it took, 16 other people to come out before
1: they was like oh small number <laughs> it's small I don't know number, right? I think but. They should have been, wait but they should have been tipped off that he would hang out outside the high school <laughs> that yeah. should have been ding ding this ding ding ding
2: right yeah, yeah but
1: you should not be cruising the high school <laughs> after you're a freshman in college
2: right Right. let alone right. a
1: grown man right
2: it's, it's, it's crazy so it's like you don't they people don't want to hear the truth until enough truth is being said, then it's oh, let me look into this. But right. the first truth, you'll 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 be fired,
0: thrown in fire, chopped up, all of that. Right. Well that's oh. what they I remember you were saying that like with the whole R. Kelly thing, I remember they were like, Well what was she doing there that time of night? She's fast, her skirt was too short. Yeah. Her boobies were out, you know, that That kind of of, crazy. But, you know, the one thing I was thinking about, you know, you're on such a popular show, Blackish, and I feel like you guys have done a really good job in addressing some of the stereotypes Mm -hmm. and just addressing issues that Black people deal with.
1: Well, and my beloved Tracy, who is one of the loveliest human beings I have ever had the privilege of knowing. He's great. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So, I'm wondering
0: now, is there gonna be a heightened sensitivity in how you guys even address you know, certain issues that come up that you feel like need to be addressed? That's what you guys have already always done in the past. How do you think you guys
1: are gonna be affected in this new normal? Is it chaos in the
0: writer's room?
1: Sacrificing funny for correct? <laughs> sensitivity and all that.
2: I believe, I, I'm not in the writer's room, but I believe all of that is going on 100,000%. And the episodes that we've shot already and we're shooting now, and uh, they are dealing with everything that's going on in the world right now. Like we're dealing with that on an everyday basis. with each show um, bringing our humor to it and bringing the insight that we have on everything and, and, and uh, taking these uh, uh, stories we have from other people as well as ourselves and applying them into episodes and hopefully everybody love it like they have you know everybody knows the formula how we go about it and nothing has changed basically except for you know the the material that we have so yeah we we, we have some great episodes coming up
0: definitely. looking forward to it yeah. man. I,
1: you're, you're man. that like, writer's room must be chaos and that poor showrunner that's all i have to say yeah, i know right okay so okay dion you have to
0: explain this because you know i always have melissa's back and i try to keep her current and she was like
1: I am current I'm just not in I mean I am Sabrina I am current just not necessarily in certain ways that you feel you need to enlighten me I could tell you everything that's going on in the premier lacrosse league Okay. All right. Well, good for you. Yeah, so, I can tell um, you all, everything that's going on in the lacrosse world. Okay, but wait. Okay, so tell her... Yes, Dion, please. my son plays lacrosse. I'm a sports mom, okay? <laughs> but, but
0: wait, in all fairness, <laughs> poor Cooper has played several other sports, not just the whitest sport, lacrosse. But wait. He but has he played also basketball, had... baseball, <laughs>
1: yeah. football. But I the will child tell you something athlete. I am very proud of, and his, school, his high school is very proud of, we had the most <laughs> racially diverse team in California. Yes, If they not did. nationally. Really? If they not did. nationally, yes. That's yes, Yes, I, they did. Man, yes, they did. And by the way, and an aside, then I'm going to want to get to Sabrina's uh, question. So, Eris Brown, Jim Brown. Yes, I was just getting ready to say uh-huh. that. Played on Cooper's high school team. Love uh-huh. Eris. Love the parents. Love the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And we had a very bad incident where... Mm-hmm. Um, Another team was really um, racist and horrible. We also had a young man that lived with me who was Native American, who was, we always joke I had an exchange student, what people don't, they were like, where's he from? I'm like, Canada, (laughs) 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 but it was, you know, bringing in the Native American, the whole (laughs) thing. So we had this horrible game, horrible game. And, it, it got very out of control on the parents and the whole thing. And so um, our coach went to Aris and said, Aris, how did that make you feel? He was bad. So, you know, it, it, the kids were more upset that they were disrespecting them as a team rather than individual mm-hmm. players. And I remember sitting in the parent meeting going, I just love the fact that those people are so ignorant on every level. And they picked the wrong fucking kid. They picked Jim Brown's son. Really? You are so fucked for what you guys just did. And let me just
0: say, as old as Jim is, he's still gangster.
2: Still gangster, y'all. He
0: has reach. He He has
1: reach. I'm like, do they not realize, like, of all the multicultural kids on our team, they went after the one...
0: His oh, parents can yeah. really
1: fuck with you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally, totally. Jim so, that dude, he's that oh. dude. He's that dude. So, okay. And okay, Melissa, go ahead and ask your question. Go ahead. So
1: Sabrina was making fun of me because you were talking about hashtag 30 summers left. And so I did some math. <laughs> you know, okay, saying, Why are you only planning to live to 78? Is there something gonna happen in 79? So I tried to play to her. I
0: tried to oh, play <laughs>
2: to her. Listen, listen. I had to clear this up with Shaq, too. Shaq was like, okay,
1: Serena's Who, say saying that
0: important shit.
1: By the way, Serena, thank you. Shaq and I didn't quite understand. <laughs> I'm like, but wait, he's 48. Why is no, it, go it was in?
0: never that. Is he I was
1: dying before 79? I'm a little.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs>
2: No, I was not planning my funeral (laughs) at 78, no. I merely was saying, even in my, it was a joke that I had in my Netflix comedy special where I was saying that you only have 30 summers left to be as mobile as you possibly can to do whatever you want to do. Not saying I'm dying, saying that I got 30 summers where I can run, jump, I could fuck outside. Without could, assistance. Like, without
1: without assistance of a medical aid. Without having pain,
2: an oxygen tank. Uh,
0: <laughs> Mr. Cole, Agra,
1: whatever, yeah, Mr. whatever it is. Mr. Cole, know. it's time for your mess. <laughs> Get out
2: that tree, Mr. Cole. Like.
1: <laughs>
2: you know, I have
1: 30 summers
2: left to do whatever I want to do. Whenever I want to do it, and that's what the whole thing was. It wasn't like, man, I'm I'm gonna be dying in 30 hours. <laughs> <months." laughs> and I got that, and I got that from Jennifer Lewis. Really? One day, one day we were on set shooting blackish and Jennifer is I I, I love
0: she it. is a every time she, she calls good. for black Jesus, I hit the floor. Well, let me tell you something. <laughs> That ain't that what she do behind that camera, girl, yo,
2: she is a mess, and so one day she said some ignorant shit to me, and I was like this why are you always talking like that? And she was like you she was like, you can handle it, motherfucker. you can handle it and I was like, I was like, you're so disrespectful I was like shit your ass up she was like this, you would not cuss at me and disrespect me and my fifteen summers, and I was like, what what <laughs> she said i got 15 summers left and you damn sure ain't gonna re- disrespect disrespectful and i was <laughs> like i just started dying laughing i was like what do you mean you got 15 summers and she explained it to she me she broke it down and i said yo i have to put that in my stand-up special and she was like i don't care go ahead and 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 i even referenced her in the special i told everybody I got it from Jennifer. But yeah, she was the first person I heard say
0: that and I was on the floor, man. She is is unique. I mean, oh my God. We'll have you in stitches. My
1: mother, which people don't know for as intelligent and all those things that her and and thought provoking as her comedy was. In real life, her comedy was, she was, things that made her laugh were really silly. She Mm -hmm. used to pull like these Incredible pranks on her friends—the <laughs> sillier, the better. So, yeah. uh, your Instagram
0: videos
1: <laughs> are hilarious, <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> when you—you I mean, you did say with an like, look at that autumn, and like, <laughs> where? <laughs> but that's like the silly shit that we all yeah, love. Right, and, right. Your hook, which is "Where does she go to church?" It's like my mom's. Can we talk? <laughs> where did that come from? My mom knew when she found "Can we talk?" She had found her rhythm. <laughs> that yeah. was the best. What? Where did wh- did that come from for you? It's, I
2: think it's just it's funny in not pointing out the obvious, and that's yeah. what I love to do. If there's a woman, I'm posting the video, and she is half naked. Twerking and going down and pushing her tits together and all this—it's funny for me to go. Where does she go? I hope go? she got a good parking space wherever she is. Like, <laughs> <or> <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if she have cushion in her shoes? And man, those—that's a good set of knees she has. <laughs> for her to bend down like that, like. I know it's a lot of jealous women out there looking at her knees right now. Oh my God. Boy, I wish I had my knees still. Like.
1: <laughs> whoever her orthopedic surgeon was. about
2: the, the, the non-obvious. <laughs>
1: talking
2: which, about that.
1: <laughs> which is absolutely right in my family's wheelhouse <laughs> of humor. it um, also, which I love also, is your don't lie. Where do uh, you come up with the questions? <laughs> I don't know, I just
2: be thinking about stuff, man. I just be like, just whatever like comes to my mind, you know, I just be like, man, and and then I have to ask people, you know. What was, what was one I asked, I said, um, I said, uh, have you ever brought condoms to church? Like, don't lie, like, (laughs)
0: but you seen how many men was on there like yeah <laughs> <laughs> they know where the cream of the crop is they like just in case I gotta be ready lord
1: <laughs> Sabrina <laughs> what, ready, about, lord. <laughs> what about what your pastor had to ask the oh, ladies
0: okay so <laughs> to do <laughs> okay so a very <laughs> prominent pastor in Los Angeles Um, I was told Um, When he first divorced his wife, he had to tell the women, ladies, sisters, please stop coming and sitting on the front row without (laughs) panties (laughs) on. He was like, cut it out. And I was like, the Lord going to strike all y'all down over there. He was like, it won't be me first. It's going to be these hellions on the front row. And I was like, that's just nasty.
1: By the way, one of the great when, oh, when, when Sabrina funny. came in on a Monday and shared that with us, when the, to the reply of, how was your weekend?
0: Well, you see. <laughs> oh, it was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. It but I mean... Crazy. If they could do, just catch these scenes where folks be at church cussing folks out in the parking yeah. lot about parking spaces. I've been parking here for 20 years, bitch. By get way, your Bible and get on.
1: By the way, same thing happens on the high holy days at the temple. Uh, there is literally, like, people are, like, fighting for parking spots. You're in my seat. This is my ticket. Cause You know. Most of us only go to temple once a year and you have to buy tickets and yeah, that's wrong uh, and you're over there and move over. Oh, it's hilarious. Oh. And then so, like my mom and I would try and skip out of yeah. the, not the, the the, uh, before the sermon, because we always knew it was going to be forever and it always comes after like the plea for money. So we would try, we would sneak out one at a time. Like one would go out one way, one would go out the other.
0: This is how, this is how you sneak out, Melissa. <laughs> I was just about to say, I'm about to ask, did they, did they do the finger?
1: No, but the two of us would start sliding into opposite ends of the, of the row. And it's not like my mother's not noticeable. <laughs> right,
0: right, right.
1: She would always make me go up the center aisle, Ooh, she God. would take the side. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. You know, what? Do you think we're sitting here and laughing. Yeah. And honestly, it is so fucking grim out there right now. Man. What is making you laugh? What are you watching? What is making you chuckle and laugh? Like I get into bed at night. I've watch, I watched Animal House. I've watched Father of the Bride. I've watched all my John Hughes movies again. Um, and then I've gotten into some really dark, weird shit like The Boys. And I can't wait to start <laughs> Utopia. Um, what, what are you watching that's making you laugh? Or what, and what, or what is making you laugh? I'm I'm
2: man this going to sound so crazy family feud
1: Oh <laughs> oh my god but wait the Richard Dawson ones or the Steve Harvey yeah.
2: ones I don't even know I haven't seen the Richard Dawson ones I didn't know they were back on so I just watched the Steve Harvey ones man. Steve
0: is off the chain He will say some stupid shit like if that's up there I'm gonna slap man. your mama
2: <laughs> What kills like- me is when they say some stupid <laughs> and he just walked to the other side before before he (laughs) before he pointed at the board (laughs) now you know it ain't up there like y'all family feud and the other laughing i do is at cnn Fox News. That's that's my other laughter that I get. I go, "Ah, these motherfuckers are crazy. That's what I do. (laughs) It's
1: two different laughs. It's two different no because I am convinced my secret crush, Don Levin, I am concerned he will just like one day he's just gonna go and just be gone. (laughs) It's like one day. He's just his head, he's gonna spontaneously combust out of rage. He's just gonna be like Poof, and that's gonna be it.
2: I love Don's pauses too. Like, like he'll say something and just Yeah. <laughs> and just sit there and just be like, shake his head. <laughs> oh yeah. I oh love yeah. That. I love it, it,
1: yeah. yeah. And uh, and that's, only that's, that's, only that's, by that's, the way, only a black gay man can hold those kinds of pauses.
2: <laughs> That's my man too. Shout yeah. out to Die. Yeah, I, I
1: love him. <laughs> um, you find humor in everything, just like we do. Mm-hmm. What has been the hardest part of all of between COVID and the and the protests and this insane world? I mean, even just the other night, white supremacists not being called out what What is the hardest part of this for you?
2: Not being able to see people and talk to them directly in their faces, performing because it's more therapeutic than performance to me, and it's like it's i Anytime I think of something or I see something, I just want to go talk to people and just go talk to them and, 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 and talk about it. And it feels weird doing it online, you know, and I've done it a few times, but I just, it's just not that same, you know, interaction or whatever. But that's the most difficult thing to me is that I cannot just jump up, go to a comedy club. Or have a show the next day, or where I can talk to people and see people's faces and reactions. And me personally, that's what, that's what, that's how I, I just be like, oh, God, yeah I can, like after last night debate. Yep. That would have been a, I would, any other day, I'd have been like, I'm, I got to go to a club. I got to go, I got to grab a microphone. I would go on Burger King and grab their microphone. You like, got to go back. I need a microphone. And so, for like that to happen last night and just being like, uh I had to keep those thoughts and feelings to myself. And, and it's like, I keep bottling and bottling and bottling. And I'm just like, and it's making me more and more depressed that I got to keep bottling and, you know, something's got to give. That's why I said, I'm not going, I'm not going to turn away from doing a drive-in or something like that. But like right now I just, I can't do it right now, but I guess soon or later, it's just going gonna, gonna to keep making me just feel so bad <laughs> that I'm going to have to do it, you know? So, man, yeah, that, that's that's the most, that's one thing that's really been, like, bothering me. Yeah, basically,
1: is that. I think that's bothering everybody. Will you tell me before we let you go, because mostly I'm trying to figure out how I can get a discount code for your merchandise, uh, <laughs> the Disco Sunday Fellowship. <laughs>
2: I will send you some stuff. <laughs> you think I got by now. I will send both of y'all some.
1: What just is send it? Give
2: me some sizes. Spin <laughs> anything.
1: What? Just, explain it.
2: Disco Sunday Fellowship is me spinning, spinning disco records from eleven o'clock a.m. Uh, L.A. time, and I go for two hours into one o'clock, and I play all disco music. Just good good, feel-good music, music that you can listen to, music where you go, what is this? And why haven't I never heard this? It's just a selection of just great music. You don't even have to even know the song, but you're gonna groove to it. And that's what a lot of people do. They come, they listen, and they go, what is this? Like, what's this? And I play some oldies that you probably do remember as well, and I mix it all up, but my job is to basically play stuff that you never heard before that you would love. And it's a vibe like no other, man. And we rock all the time. Uh, I haven't DJed in the past few weeks because I'm filming, but I'll be back in November. And in November, I would. It's on my Instagram, uh, at D-E-O-N-C-O-L-E, on my live every Sunday morning. And the vibe is incredible.
1: And it's all disco.
2: All disco. Disco and house music, a little bit of house, but all disco music. We talking, you know, uh, Donna Summer's. We talking Earth Wind and Fire, uh, uh, Brenda Russell, like uh, 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 Teddy P. Harold Melvin and Blue Notes. We like we go. In, and it's grown and it's sexy and kids listen to it too people always send me videos and dancing and grooving and uh, I, I repost them but yeah man uh, i got a lot of shirts t-shirts i got yeah you got t-shirts. a
1: whole page of merchandise
2: I got a whole page at dion cole <laughs> store you got a oh. new oh.
1: follower there yeah. she is Yay. Uh, okay. what's your favorite disco song
2: Ooh, I got so many and I keep, and, and, and I research music all the time. I found the song last night that I am dying to play. Oh my God. but I got a lot of great men. I mean, like all of the artists that I just named, yeah. are like amazing, as well as other guys who make music who I'm, who I love, like Louis Vega, uh, Terry Hunter, like a lot of guys who make a lot of good music that, that, that's, that resembles that disco era. And so, uh, man, yeah, we just we just rock out. So, man, I, like I said, like Brenda Russell, I love her. Oh yeah, like a lot, lot, lot of great artists, man. Michael Jackson, you know, Diana Ross, you know, we can go on and on. You know, Barry White. So it just it just goes on and on that I play, and people just they just love it, man. People love it, man. And 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 and, and I love the energy. They love the energy. But yeah, every Sunday, y'all, starting back in November. Yes, we'll be and, there. Like, we we'll, get, the too.
1: Dionne, we'll be we there. Dion, we love you and adore you. And I love you are you are absolutely hilarious.
2: Uh thank you so much. And absolutely. So, so yeah.
1: appreciative that you you took some time to talk about basically the state of comedy.
2: Yo, there it is. And thanks for having me, man. And keep doing what you're doing because we need this dialogue. We need this conversation and we need to laugh. And that's what you brought to me today, because I've been in a bubble they're out here man and uh, it's been so great to laugh with you guys man thank you, thank you Sabrina thank you Melissa appreciate it
1: absolutely you. thank yeah.
2: you Love, uh, love, blah, blah, blah.